Blog Talk Radio. Desert air, and he'd say, 
Well, so nice to have you join us. We're just this clown oh, day. Oh, I, I know. I, I, I know. I know how nice it is to have me here. I get up early to spend more time with myself. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, we talk to, where's the camera on? We need to talk to his, uh, uh, like his manager now before we get him back on the show. No, he's still asleep. It's only 9.30 on a Saturday. He's still asleep. Oh. Wow, well, these kids, these 10-year-olds. He was having a night last night. Well, tell us, tell us about Cameron. I mean, Cameron's a celebrity here on the show. What's Cameron been up to? He's been racing lately, hasn't he? Uh, he, he he races tomorrow. He's at F1 ah. Boston and Braintree tomorrow. And um, he just went to his first big NASCAR Sprint Cup race up at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. And um, oh, we had a fun day at Canopy Lake Park. And, uh, yeah, Cameron's, Cameron's doing great. Cameron's getting ready to do another stand-up appearance that, uh, that I cannot quite reveal yet, but uh, that's going to be fun. Really? Great. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, have you been, been assisting with writing the material? Yes, I have been. Yes. Well, can, yeah, give I us a couple of, uh, since he's not here, give us a couple of the bits that he did in school about, what, two years ago. He was uh, kind of dissing. One of the upper classes, wasn't he? Well, yeah. He uh, in, his, in his first stand-up set, he was in the uh, he was in the second grade, and he thanked the audience for being there because the week before he had been performing up in the sixth grade. And let me tell you, some of those kids still can't color inside the lines. <laughs> and this year in fourth grade, he had the uh, he had the pleasure of actually roasting the third grade teacher who was going to be retiring. Um, he announced that she will be leaving the third grade at the end of the year, and Cameron announced that he will be leaving the fourth grade at the end of the year. <laughs> he, he just told her in no uncertain terms, look, if you can't get out of the third grade after 30 years, it's time to give it up. <laughs> <laughs> and he still has all his teeth. <laughs> no. You know, Dorchester no. Dorchester's a rough neighborhood. Who? let me tell you. Of course it is. It's a real rough neighborhood. Well, weren't there, weren't there some other jokes? Uh, was there something of a penguin or something? Or, uh... Uh, what do you no. call an, what do you call an elephant in an elevator? Go ahead. What? Stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my other, my, other, my other favorite joke of his was, was uh, what's green and has wheels? Go ahead. Grass. I lied about the wheels. I heard that there's a problem at the Beantown Garage because there's a lot of wooden spoons that uh, Bucky and Betty are... And not Betty, but Bucky and Bossa and, uh, and Robo are working on. Yeah, they've, ah. they've decided to go to wooden spoons. They've, they've got some new carving knives that they're going to be using. No, because they, they wouldn't start. They wouldn't start. You know, let me, speaking of that... Um, Let's see if we can go down to the garage here in a second. I, I'm looking I'd for like to finish one the of our... story we started about two days ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that that was uh, 
Oh, here we go. Yeah, this is a great great. little short story, uh, and and you may even recognize one of the characters, the uh, the actor behind the character. This hey is what's going on in the garage. He's on his way over to the Bean Town Garage to meet up with the Bean Town Garage robot, Robo Bean. Together, they're going to work on Victor. Let's see what happens. Hey, Robo, where are you, buddy? I'm back, uh, Robo. Uh, I'm, I'm back. I'm just wondering where you could be. Thank you, Bucky. Uh, where, uh, Robo, where are you? Uh, I'm hiding. Uh, what, what are you hiding from? What's uh, the problem? Uh, I'm hiding from the magnets. What magnets? There's no magnets here. Boss bought magnets. He likes to leave me notes, and, uh, and I always lost a note, so he bought magnets to hold up the notes, but I don't like magnets. Magnets hurt. Well, but, but, but I don't understand, Robo. I, all I asked you to do was to, to put Victor back together, and I come back in here, and Victor's not together. Instead, you, you said you're hiding in the can in there. Because you're afraid of magnets. Where did the magnets come from? I told you, boss bought them because I'm a big oaf. Because I can't remember what I'm supposed to do. So he hangs everything with magnets. But the magnets hit me. I, I'm afraid well, of magnets. Well, how mag- can that possibly be? I mean, the magnets are on the wall. I mean, why aren't they, they stay stuck to the wall to the notes? I think you're, I really think you're kind of a hypochondriac. Do you understand what that is, You want Robo? me to show you? What? What do you mean? You want me to come out there and Well, I would you? like that, yeah, because we have to get Victor back together. I don't understand what... You're not going to laugh at me. I won't laugh at you because, I, I mean, don't I don't like understand what just... Robo, you're, a, you're a good robot. Everybody, we're very happy we have been I'm here. Scared and I don't oh, like well, don't be scared. At. There's nothing to be scared about. I mean, this is, you know, it's a little magnet. And it's just holding up notes. How can they possibly be a, a danger to you? Uh, don't forget, you're made of metal. I know, and magnets attract metal. Yeah, but, they come right at me. But they can't hurt you. I mean, do you feel them when they... When they, they hurt. They, they do hurt. All right. All right. I mean, if you feel... And when you're ready, you're ready. I don't want to... Okay. Okay. You just go don't ahead. Don't laugh at me. I won't. I won't. I'm coming out. All right. Okay. I've been waiting here. All right. Go ahead. Come on out. Here I come. Here I come. Okay. You see that magnet over there? Yeah, okay. But, yeah, I see... Look out, Bucky. All right. Whoa! I told you. Whoa! There's another one, Whoa! Bucky. Hey, Robo, I think you better get back in the can. I, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back in the can. All right, dad boy. Why didn't I? Oh, I never thought that would happen, boy. That's silly. You look nice the way they're flying around like that. It's quite I'm glad you didn't laugh at I want to talk to boss about this. You know, I'm going to talk should... to boss about Okay, this. go ahead back in there. Don't worry, Robo. We're going to take care of you. All right, buddy. Well, that was interesting. Maybe boss should have thought twice before he bought all those magnets with a metal robot in the garage. Well... Let's see what happens next. Wow. Well, we need a little that bit was, of a pause that on that. <laughs> All those magnets flying at uh, Robo. Poor Robo should have stayed in the can. He should have. He should have stayed over there in the can. <laughs> well, we didn't even get a round of applause on that one. Did, and I wonder if Enzo is still here. He's in charge of the uh, applause today. No, he may be. There he is. Got his spring head. Yeah, that's, that sounds like a that sounds like a magnet coming at a poor robot. <laughs> I t- maybe uh, they were throwing the things at him instead. You know, maybe that was pretty yeah, scary yeah, for yeah. a robo. I mean, he could have yeah. gotten hurt. You know, he could have like dented his uh, arm or something, or uh, you know, scratch uh, sc- scratch the body work, You know. So getting back to uh, our, our favorite. Uh, Favorite, one of our favorite guests, uh, Cameron. So he's. What kind of camps is he involved with this this summer? Uh, this this year, he's he's learning how to play tennis. Yeah. And, uh, his race camp. 
And uh, that's pretty much it for the summer. Well, summertime, as we know, is so super, especially uh, for the kids. Now, he went to a big uh, what pool party yesterday. You're keeping his yep, schedule. Yeah, we went to the pool I mean, party. You, are you in, you're, you're the social uh, director for his, um, his, his summer, right? I mean, you've got him in yes, pool parties. Yes, I am. Parties. He doesn't pay me well at all. <laughs> I, I am not reasonably compensated. Well, let's play a little. Uh, let's play a little um, summertime music here. I love this one. Here we go.
Wow. Mungo Jerry. Mungo Jerry. Song. Now, now ten, he's only 10 years old. I wish we had him alive. When he does wake up, we got to get him on the air. But is any women on his mind there, Paul, at uh, 10? Uh, yes, he, he has a very uh, lovely young lady in school that he is, he is pining for. Um, He's got the crush. Yeah. He admittedly has the crush. He tells you, uh, tells oh, his mother yeah. and father. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Yep. And how how yeah. uh, young is the young lass? Is she she's in the same uh, class? They're both, they're both ten years old, and they both go to a Catholic school. And ironically, her name is Faith. <laughs> faith. <laughs> oh, Faith. The truth. Do you think he could get us a girls for dates, or maybe later? <laughs> maybe, maybe he could. That kid could pull it off. Yeah. Oh well, Enzo on the uh, show on the show that was rudely interrupted. Uh, Enzo told a, a, a heart wrenching, sad, sad story about uh, how he fell in oh, love in Italy and, and fell <laughs> and fell out of love in America. Yeah. <laughs> she smelled of garlic and fresh tomatoes. I'd love to. <laughs> you Every know, time I have it now, I think of her. You know what I love about Italians is they have the greatest sense of humor. They don't call us and say that we're politically incorrect. They, uh, you know, well, I'm half Italian myself, and they just love the humor. But if we if we stray the least little bit, then you know we we come under fire. You know, I'm I'm ready to hear. You know, after playing Ahab the Arab, God knows what we're go- trouble we're going to get into today. <laughs> There it goes. The trouble has begun. <laughs> Why get in a little uh-huh. trouble when you can get in a lot of trouble? Exactly. Uh, exactly. So, listen, why don't we, um, let's, let's, I hope this doesn't mess, maybe it was the story that messed up the works a second ago, but because we're talking about racing, and actually Paul was the uh, the one who just, who came along at the right time when we were, were starting to write about Beantown and suggested that we, because he's such a fan of NASCAR and racing, and uh, he suggested that we make the central theme of Beantown racing. And it's worked out fabulous. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was hard to imagine that something could be, you know, about going round and round on a track could have so much drama into it, but it does, right, Paul? It certainly does, especially when... uh... When you when, when you see the characters that are at the races, when Bane and Muncher are there and <laughs> Rex is there, and um, it, it makes for some interesting uh, some interesting episodes. That's why we have the oh, well, new Bean Town Grand Prix every year. It's a big race. People come. Yeah. Through. Well, let's let's away. see what happens sure. in this particular race. It's hey, boys and girls, it's Saturday in Bean Town, and you know what Saturday means? That's right, it's race day. This could be a big day for Bucky. Let's listen in and see what happens. Well, Bandit, look at this. It's a heck of a day for a race. What do you think? Oh, I'm, I, I tell you, this is a perfect day. You know, he's in the bucket, boy. He's doing good. Look at this. It's a lap oh, 252. Wow. We only got three laps to go. Hey, look at this. He's, he's doing real good. He's keeping yeah, his yeah. pace. 
you know, do you understand what's going on, do you? Well, not really. I just see him go round and round, and Bucky's doing, Bucky seems to be doing really good. Well, well, that, being in front like that, that's no, a good sign, Well, no, Bob. no, he's not really in front, Betty. That's just because he looks like he's in front because Rex is so far ahead. You know, oh. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. He's got he's to gotta close him up a little bit, but he's ahead of the, the rest of the pack. It's just that this is what happens every year is that Rex is so far out in front, you know, he's... And I'm a little worried that, you know, I think Bucky's going to do it, but, you know, he was just in for that pit stop. And yeah. I'm, yeah, but, you know, you, you, I was glad. That, I was, it was really nice the way that you kept him up a little again and told him that, you know, he should, should you know, really yeah. come. Yeah. They, you know, how'd you, how did he look to you? Do you think he, he looked? He looked really good. I gave him a couple of molasses before he went out of the track. Yeah, I think that's going to do it. But I wish, I wish, I wish Rex would know he's so fast. Well, he's, Rex is not going to slow down and let him catch him. You know that. That's well, just a race. I know, but that's not the way it happens, Betty. You know, it's a race, and, and they're supposed to be the best. Well, it seems like they need to take turns. Uh, well, they are taking a lot of turns. He just took 252 yeah. turns. I'm not talking about that kind of uh, turn. Well, oh, no, they're not going to do that. That's the whole thing. You know, you, and especially Rex. He's a mean guy, you know. He's, he's not going to slow down so Bucky can do it. Oh, wait a minute. It looks like he's slowing down a little bit. I don't know what this strategy is. It's a little weird like this. His back end of his spoon looks like it's kind of twisting. Uh, uh, yeah, well, he, maybe he's in a little bit of trouble. Looks oh, like Bucky's like look, Hey, Bucky's gaining. Bucky's gaining good. Oh, he's Look at Oh, my God. This is the best he's ever done. This is the best he's oh ever God, done. He's, he's catching up. Yes, he is. He's, look at this. Oh, look at this. He's got a, I, Oh, my God. There it is. It's the first time ever. Look, he's yeah, ahead. He's ahead. He's ahead. Bucky, you're like, going to do it, pal. You only got one lap to go. Look at this. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Betty, it's really nice of you to, to take me to the I don't know what I would have done today. I mean, there was such a big pileup, you know, and there, was so, you know, there were only so many ambulances to take the other injured beings over there, and I, I'd still be waiting for an ambulance to come back. So thank, thank you so much. Oh, for, Bucky, you don't have to thank me. I feel so... I'm, I'm so... Don't, don't be upset. Don't, don't be upset, oh, Betty. Oh, No, really, it's okay. It's okay. Bucky, I mean, are you okay? I don't know. I mean, this... this I, I, Betty... There's a white thing sticking out of my knee. I might be the bone. I'm not too sure. Oh, you know. yeah. well, I think with the humping, Bucky, get in my spoon right away. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, okay, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Okay, so let, let's step on a bit because it's really starting to hurt. Yeah, you know? okay. well, I, I hope you don't mind, but I think it'd be best if we stop here first. What do you mean, stop? What do you mean, stop? Well, I think we should go to the double dip and get you a double dip. You see that knee? It'll look, make you feel a lot better before we I, go to no, the hospital. I, no, the best thing for me to feel better is to be looking right at a doctor who's looking at this knee and tell me whether that's a bone or not well, sticking out of there. Bucky, I, I can look at it now and tell you there's something wrong. I know there's something wrong, so that's why but, I have to go. But a lot of times, you know, like when when people don't feel good, sometimes they have comfort food, and and that's what I'm thinking. Betty, like maybe Betty, you can see this a little is comfort not food the time time for comfort food. This is the time for medicine. For okay. For, for like an aspirin or something to stop this pain. All right, you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? I'll go over to the pharmacy before we go to the hospital. No, 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 Betty. You could get a no, drink no, of no, molasses. No, no, no. We need emergency. And you could get like an aspirin. Emergency. You could feel a lot better. Oh. 
Hello, emergency. Understand emergency. Emergency. Well, this is emergency. Give you some aspirin. No, Betty. I'm not a doctor, but I know that you could really use some aspirin right now. That's what they have at the hospital, Betty. That's what I'm trying to say. Get a step on it, will you? But you're acting like I don't really care. I know you care, but you got the wrong... I really care about your your leg and you... And it actually, you you look like your arm's not so good well, either. Well, it isn't. It isn't. That you know, it's just, just I think that's more small. I mean, it's three times the size of the other one. Betty, will you please just go to the emergency uh, room? All right. Please are you ahead. sure? Please just step I, on okay, it. Okay. Do you want me to go there first? Yeah, that or would maybe? be. That's the, that's what I have in mind. Yes. You make it. Betty, okay. I was in a five. Five spoon pile up, Betty. There's a lot of things. Yeah, there was a really big mess. Right, and it's not the All the beans were Betty, getting dizzy. into the ambulances, Betty, and they, I'm, and they, I'm and they had dizzy. the sounds I'm, of the. Yeah, 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 that was the ambulances. Yeah, what are you, what are you doing now? Fuck well, I, I got my head out the window and I'm making um, ambulance sound what, because what you, you want me to go faster. Yeah, I do want you to go faster, but you're not an ambulance. Betty! Betty, you're not an ambulance. Buddy, buddy, slow down. It's a red light, but I'm going to go right through the red light because I'm an ambulance. Betty, you can't go through a red light. Okay, you think you're an ambulance, but Betty, oh my God, that's not this. Oh, you're... Well, that certainly was a big day for Bucky, wasn't it? Not what he had in mind. Well... Better luck next time, Bucky. Stay tuned. Oh, I let Bucky and a Betty. Oh, Bucky, two accidents in probably less than an hour. Oh, that's oh. Betty something, you know. Sometimes, sometimes she just says it too much, you know. Some people think we watch racing for the crashes. I watch. I watch the stock market for the crashes. <laughs> uh, my income bracket it doesn't make much difference who crashes <laughs> well at least we can laugh poor Bucky you know just fi- five spoon pile up and, oh. and he wants to get to the hospital and, and Betty wants to wants take to him for some for an ice cream of cone <laughs> <laughs> for comfort food feel he'll good. feel better yeah, Bucky's got a bone sticking out of his knee, and Betty wants to take him for some comfort food at the Double Dip. Well, I might do some good, you know. It's a healing. Yeah, if, you watch well, the re- if you watch the replay, he was cut off by a soup spoon. Uh, you know how those soup spoons are. Uh, well, they're super. That's what they are. <laughs> super, super spoons. Wow, that's uh, that's quite a quite a thing there. You know, I don't. Uh, I don't even know how to follow up on that one, but oh, hey, here's a good, uh, good song. We can, you know, because everybody in Beantown is an all-star, and I love this song um, in, in uh, Shrek. Uh, why don't we uh, a little music here? All right, state your name and power. I am the Waffler. With my griddle of justice, I bash the enemy in the head, or I burn them like so. Next. Hi, uh, I am Pencilhead. And I am son of Pencilhead. We erase crime. Two generations of... Right. Yes, thank you. I'd say there's potential. Somebody once told me the world is gonna... 
piece of shit with school in a shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Set to the rules and I hit the ground running. Didn't make sense not to live for fun. Your brain gets smart but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking the back street? You'll never know if you don't go. You'll never shine if you don't glow. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on, get paid. Now wait till you get older But the media man begs to differ Judging by the hole in the satellite picture The ice we skate is getting pretty thin The water's getting warm so you might as well swim But world's on fire, how about yours? That's the way I like it and I'll never get bored Hey now, you're an all-star Get your game on, go play Hey now, you're a rock star Get the show on, get Coming from, and I said, 
Well, I'll talk about amazing songs. You are the, the, the master of amazing. Can we say master or do we say mistress of amazing songs? I, it doesn't matter to me, but that's a great compliment. That's right. Thank you. That's right. Yeah, and, but um, you know what? Having so much fun. Ahead. I'm so happy to be back in Beantown because this is the place to be. Be in Beantown. Where have you been? What have you been doing? You've been playing? Well, I've been playing a lot and been traveling and just busy, busy finishing up a video that I'm very excited about and ah, making two nice. new albums. So, you know, a lot. Nice. Of mm. Yeah. So let's, you let's, give the call, let's give the call letters of your, of your website. Oh. oh, that's easy. It's my name, Patricia She, P-A-T-R-I-C-I-A, that's for Patricia, S as in Sam, H-I-H, all one word, all lowercase, dot com. I love it. And so what's this video, a new song or what? Oh, yeah, well, I can hardly call it a new song anymore because it's been, oh, golly, maybe two years in the making. It's called ah. Three Butterflies, and it's about three butterfly skins, a yellow one, a white one, and a red one. And they just love each other, and they're very close. But it starts to rain. They're having fun flying in the garden. It starts to rain, and they're getting all wet and waterlogged. So they're looking mm. for some shelter, and they fly to a red and yellow flower, and the red and yellow flower says, I only like my kind. So only the red <laughs> and yellow can come in. And you other one. And so they said, nah, we don't want to. We want to be together. So they fly off, and they fly to a, a white flower. And the white flower says the same thing. And they say, no, 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 we, we don't want to be apart. You know, it would, it would hurt us. It would hurt our hearts to be separated. So mm, they're sure. getting all logged. And, <laughs> and um, finally, the rain stops, and they fly on home, and their door is left open for everybody to come in. Nice. Ah. And that's an old, German, uh, an old German folk tale. And I thought, wouldn't that make me a great video so it's taken me a year or more than a year to make the video because I'm um, combining live children and uh, puppet butterfly wings um, and nice. that, that was yeah I was wondering if it was going to be in a, or a puppetry yeah it has to be because you know I have to be able to control the movements of the butterflies so I oh, had yeah, to yeah. yeah yeah so I had to construct butterfly puppets what was yeah, a you lot did. of you did Sorry. that. Sorry? And you did that. You constructed the, the butterflies. Oh, yeah, I made butterflies. I made, figured out how to make them fly and how to film it so that they, uh, you know, move in the way I want them to move. And then I had to match the children's movement with the butterfly. Anyway, it's very complicated. But it's been, wow. it's been a lot of fun and a great learning experience. But enough about me. How are you guys? What have you been up we to? Are Great. We are, we are, you know, have a, having fun, and our shows are picking up. But let's, I know one of the things that you always remind us to do is give our call-in number, 347-996-3903, or 03 if you prefer. But, uh, yeah, we have been busy, and we've had some fantastic guests. Dorothy Cresswell was on two weeks ago, and Aww. last week we had on uh, a couple of authors, uh, Cat Michaels was on, and Lee Sheeran, and uh, they we, they told us how they they create their stories, and we read from their stories, and our listenership is really doing really really well. 
even hey. though we miss Yeah. And so, so now your travel, first of all, this video, I, I'm just amazed. I want to, boy, that's ambitious. You really, I mean, you know, we always talk about creativity on the show. By the way, Paul's here. Uh, Cameron's, we talked about Paul as Cameron's uh, father. I, <laughs> you you, you remember that. Cameron the racer? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's Paul, are you still around? I'm still here, yeah. Oh. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, I'm just you know I'm just on the sidelines. I'm just you know I don't want to I don't want to interfere. Well, you know, everything, tr- going, everything seems to be going well. When and the last thing you need is me poking my big bald head in and and you know and making a mess of things. Again, and Paul is minding the ship today when Cameron is sleeping. You know these ten year olds, and we found out Patricia. You know you you are all these years around children and you know classrooms and being hanging out with kids. Um, we asked a little while ago if um, you know we listened to Mungo Jerry in the summertime when you have women on your mind. If uh, if if Cameron had any women, and Paul says he's kind of like yeah, he's got a crush on a on a gal in his class. And do you Aww. see that a lot? Travels. Uh, sorry, say that again. Do you see that a lot in your travels? The kids, you know, they develop that that young crush on each other. Well, I, of course, it depends on the age. You know, the younger you go, of course, not. It, although even little ones can can you know have their puppy love, and that that's very sweet. But as they you know get older and older, they start to um, you know gain interest and. Um, and that's a really healthy thing. I remember my first crush. Actually, my first crush was in kindergarten. I remember really? my first crush. My first crush, I was uh, 15 I'm on the radio years old. show. Tom, you want to be on the radio show? Yeah. Yeah, do you? Oh, <laughs> Paul. Paul. Hey, uh, uh, I, I need to interrupt. I need to interrupt for an important announcement. What's that? Cameron has awoken. <laughs> um, yes. Um... So uh, I just I just asked him if he would like to be on Tom's radio show, and uh, he said, "Well, obviously Tom agent. needs me." Um, so uh, I do have to warn you that uh, he is still in his underwear. Uh, and <laughs> his hair look his hair looks like he fell down the stairs. So is Enzo. Uh, Enzo's in yeah. his underwear. True. But uh, I, I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna hand the phone off to uh, to Cameron the kid right now. Hey, give him a round of applause, Enzo. Cameron, hey. hey. Mr. Bonjour, Mr. Andre of the next door Buongiorno. Good morning. Buongiorno. Come sta? You got to be a bigger like that if you want to speak of Italian. Buongiorno. Hey, come sta? That big night last night, Cameron. You must have be tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of our better guests, too. I can't believe it. Well, yeah, so, yeah, so, Cameron, you having a good summer? Yes. Just yesterday, I think I got all of my injuries in one day. Oh, I had them in one day. That's, yeah. Did you plan that, plan that as injury day, or did it just kind of happen? Um, it just kind of happened. Mm. Yeah. What so, what, to you? can you describe some of the injuries? Well, I was at the pool, and at one point I was um, leaning over to grab something out of the pool, and I fell in, and um, the side of the pool scraped my leg. Actually, oh, both of my oh legs. boy! 
Yeah, at one point, um, I fell on my bike. Oh, and the same day? And, uh, okay. Yeah, That's and the then day. another point, I, um, stubbed my toe so hard it actually started to bleed, so. Oh. Yeah. All in well, one day. Yeah, yeah it was all in one day. Wow. Maybe you should just you know, stay just, home. We just played an episode of Bucky and Betty where poor Bucky slammed the wall, kind of like you. I mean, you slammed, this has been the year of accidents for you. You slammed, you left a car that you were racing and slammed into a yeah. retaining wall, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yesterday, three accidents at one time. You have been on the edge, Actually, kid. Actually, like four because at one point, um, my friend <laughs> accidentally um, shut the door on my, on my hand. Oh. It was okay. I mean, it wasn't a very, very hard door. It was just a little kind of screen door. That's just sort of like bounces. It wasn't very Remember, hard. Maybe you should wear the helmet, uh, your racing helmet, like all day long. Uh, <laughs> I know. My parents have suggested that. And, and Cameron, have you ever considered wearing a fat suit all day long? <laughs> uh, what? A fat suit. I, I wear one all day long myself. <laughs> <laughs> Explain to what a fat suit is, Patricia. Well, it's um, a very padded suit so that if you fall down, you'll just bounce right back up. Mm. <laughs> Big rubber ball. <laughs> well, that's quite a quite a workout, and, and, and thank God, no trips yeah. to the hospital. Yeah, yeah but I you're okay. Gym. Yeah, in gym, yeah. So, but you're okay, so right, Cameron? Like bouncy ball suits. Yeah, right. There you go. So, but you're bubble. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. what, what yeah. else have you been doing? Yesterday, four, four accidents in one day. Is your was your father around for any of this, or was he? What was he doing? Yeah, both my parents were around. Yeah. <laughs> Enzo. Enzo, what are you doing? Hey. I was uh, playing a lullaby for Cameron because she's a half asleep. <laughs> I wake him up. Yeah. So, uh, well, what else? Now, I heard you went to Canopy Lake. Yeah, I went to Canopy. I, uh... No, um... So, I went to Canopy. I, um, went down the park like a million times in my park. I mean, the playground. Um... We call it a park because, you know, it has a giant forest built into the back of it. Uh-huh. Um, I've been... I went to the NASCAR race the first time. Well, how'd you I, like um... that? How did you like that? It was that? awesome. It was yeah, very why? Tell us, what, tell us what you saw at the NASCAR race. I want to hear what 10-year-old's impression of a real NASCAR race. Big race. Um... Very fast, well, obviously, but um, I got to go down to um, Pit Lane, and I was able to see oh. the cars there. Wow. How uh, fast, Cameron, how fast do these cars go? Um, well, I went down to the very bit where the catch fence was, and I was watching the cars come down, and it was looking about like they were going millions of miles per hour, but I believe that their actual top speed was about um, 200, something like that. Wow. Woo! Around 200. And, and Cameron, wow. 
What is a catch fence? Is that a fence that catches the drivers as they fly out of their car? <laughs> yes, very much. Now, um, a catch fence is for um, if there's any NASCAR crashes and the NASCAR leave the track that they won't um, injure the um, watchers or the people. Oh, good idea. Yeah. Good idea. Wow. Cameron, I have a question we for you. We need one just for me at F1 Boston. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. Cameron, I have a question for you. Yes? Before you woke up, your dad was on the line, and he was talking about how um, you might be um, having a new friend. You might have made a new friend or want to make a new friend that is of the female persuasion. Is that correct? Um, I don't remember that. I don't remember any friends of the female persuasion. I <laughs> have <laughs> You're taking the fifth. That's that's what's called taking the fifth, Cameron. No, we're asking you. Yeah, do you have a girlfriend? Well, I do have a faith. Faith is on the is faith. Faith. Is on the friend of mine. Faith. Yeah, she cute. Tell us about faith. Yeah. Uh. Well, yesterday. Well, not yesterday. Cause that uh, that was the day that I was at my friend's house. Um. Yesterday. Um. I keep saying yesterday. Ah, um. One day I was trying to um, connect with her on the Xbox, like trying to talk to her through the ah. headset. And it didn't work Ooh. because um, hers was glitchy and stuff like that. Um, I haven't, that was like the last time I saw her since, um, I believe, since the very end of the school year. Is she a classmate? Yes. Oh, so, oh, let's see. So you're 10, so you must be going into fifth grade? Yes. And so you were in fourth grade together? Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Although I believe that she is also going into fifth grade. With and, and is she smart? Very smart. Oh. <laughs> Very. Whenever we're playing, um, there's this game that we have called Around the World where what happens is um, we each get like a math question. It doesn't always happen like this, but we each get, like, a math question, and the first person to answer the math question um, gets to move on to the next classmate to, like, verse them. And um, if you get all the way around the classroom, then you're retired, basically, so you don't go again until we start, like, a new game of it. Not really like that until we um, uh, do it in, like, another subject. Uh-huh. And? And? Come back in. But, um, so when we were playing around the world, actually, we did it in second grade as well. And at one point we said, can Faith not play? She's too good at math. <laughs> someone, someone said that. <laughs> I can't remember who, but someone said that. <laughs> can Faith not play? <laughs> That's good. She did a program of- called the Kumon. And the Kumon is just basically an aid in learning. And so she has, like, probably had the biggest IQ in the class. Well, one of the biggest IQs. I don't know who has the very biggest. Uh-huh. I know that, like, well, you Charlie, know, Catherine, they're all up there. But Smart yeah. smart people are so cool. I, I, yeah. I, I assume you're smart, too, right, Cameron? Um, yeah, I'm fairly smart. I got um, some awards <laughs> I don't know which ones. Oh, I'll go see. Ow, ow, ow. 
reason that when I'm watch, walking through the kitchen to go see my awards, I just smell all of the types of food at once. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, during the school year, I got um, second place in the oratory contest, which is where you um, say speeches, basically. I'm not surprised. Talent, talent show. I'm and also, not... I got another award for in the oratory contest. Um... I did the whale monologue from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Cool. How's your stand-up uh, stand comedy? Cameron, are you doing your comedy still? The stand-up comedy? Yes. Oh, yes. Is that, um, that was a different show. I do the comedy and the talent show, and I do that in the oratory contest. Ah. You like to be a stand-up comedian, you think, when you get a little bigger? Yes, probably, because the whale monologue was a very funny um, mm. speech. I can't remember, like, mm-hmm. most of it. I'm not very hey, Tom, good at it. Tom, there goes all the work, Tom. This kid is going to take over, I think. I guess so. Cameron, do you remember any of the whale monologue? No, not really. It is, it is important to note that suddenly and against all probability, a sperm whale was called into existence several miles above the surface of an alien planet. Um, oh. And then, I can't remember... I well, I think that deserves a round of applause. I think so. I think absolutely. I think I, I, think I can remember more to it. It was, um, bravo, bravo, bravo. It was that, like, as the well was falling, he goes, ah, whoa, what's happening? Who am I? Um, what am I? Something, 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 where am I? Um, uh-huh. ooh, this is a very interesting sensation. It's sort of a tingling in my, well, I guess I should start naming things. I'll call it a tail. Yeah, tail. What's this whooshing thing flying past? I'm now going to call my head. Uh, wind. Is that a Yes. This is very exciting. Um, ooh, this is very exciting. Or is it just the wind? Um, and what's this big thing coming at me so fast? So so big and flat and round. And get um needs a name like um round, um round around, um round, that's it, ground. I wonder if you'll be friends with me. Hello, ground. Ooh. <laughs> that was everything I can remember. I don't know there's a lot Very of Very good. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you for doing that. Thank you. Um, so we want to hear a little bit more about Faith. When did you when did you kind of know that Faith was special to you and she knew you were special to her? Um, like first grade. I don't know. We've always been friends. It's like Aaron. We've just my friend Aaron. We've just always been friends since the dawn of time. Ah, uh, that's a long time nice. for you. Nice. Yeah. You know, we just had an author, uh, a wonderful author, Tony Abbott, who's written over 100 children's books and has sold 12 million copies. And um, I think one of his is The uh, the, the Droons. And uh, right now he's, he's completed and working on another series called The Copernic- Copernicus Legacy. And he told us in one of the stories, it was called Fire Girl, a great story. And because it was not only a lot of drama and a great lesson, but he started off the the uh, the story 
with the hero falling in love with the the um, one of the main characters, and he talked about the fact that he always had dreams and would fantasize about saving her life. <laughs> Because if, if there was a, a if, in love is wonderful, <laughs> so wonderful. Now, do you ever have, do you ever have, Cameron? Do you ever have ambitions about saving Faith's life? Well, I think I had faith in her that she would um, live, but I'm Tish. But um, no, I don't know if I've ever had an ambition about saving her life because I've always thought that this was quite a safe neighborhood that. Don't need to really worry about that sort of stuff. We have like if, millions of police officers around our area, and our principal once said that um, one time we actually did think that there was a fire in the school, and um, so I called number one. And the second I said save Brendan's school, um, the firemen and the police officers were out the door, like already like halfway to save Brendan's. So. Wow. Wow. You know, now, yeah. let me ask you, if there was a fire in the school, would you try to save Faith first? Would you, was that where you would go? I don't know if I could, because there's a certain way that we all have to do stuff. Well, not yeah. only that, Cameron, it sounds like, you know, you have some accidents, you know, from time to time. <laughs> maybe maybe Faith might end up having to save you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something that I've always thought about. Yeah, I think that might be yeah. been, but I have had dreams of faith. Like one time, I had a dream where it was the weirdest dream I've probably ever had. But um, I was going down my street and I was coming into a party, and there was my classmate um Dominic, um next to a blue um a neon blue infinity doing the monkey, <laughs> and then there was um my secretary's. Pontiac Torrent in my principal's Dodge um, Dodge Grand <laughs> Caravan parked next to it, and um, I was walking in, but I looked like I did when I was in like K two, so I looked nothing <laughs> like I did now. I looked like I did when I had the whiffle. That's what I'm gonna say. Um, and then Faith and I went down the road. Faith and I went down the road I live on. Um, and um, then she said um. Goodbye, something, something, monkey snake, or something like that. It was like the weirdest sentence ever. And um, <laughs> then she turned <laughs> down this magically food. appearing alley that was just in the middle of nowhere. It just magically appeared for no reason. Huh. And then, and then I like turned towards the camera and gave a smiley, a smile, and then I woke up. <laughs> That's a great story. What a great dream. Yeah. Yeah, Enzo, I think he deserves a round of applause for that story. That was a good story. I like that a lot. Cameron, you've been on Cameron. You've been in the on camera. You've you've been a camera. You've been on stage. Do you think you might well, want to do that? For, for your father's a comedian. Your mother's a comedian. Do you think you'd like to do that for a living? Um, make up weird stories like that. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah, I want to. No, I want to be a comedian, yeah. That is one job that I've been thinking of. That's great. Well, you know, uh, I think it's time for some Patricia Shee music. Can you oh, hang around? Do you have to? Yeah. 
and it's very appropriate for what um, Cameron's talking about right now. It's called Don't, Don't Get Up. up. No, no. Don't give up. Keep on trying. Don't give up. Mm-hmm. You'll get there. When Jenny was just nine years old, she took up the violin. At first, she didn't sound so good. She felt like she couldn't win. No, no, but that girl, she persevered. Though some sounds were pretty weird. Her mama just said, keep going and trying and you'll get there. You'll get there. You'll get there. Mm-hmm. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. But he only went so far Now that boy, he wanted to play Like a big league basketball star So he practiced every day Got better in every way His papa just said Keep going and trying And you'll get there You'll get there You'll get there Don't give up Tell you what I know is true The only limit to the sky is you, you, you I'm here to say Keep going and trying And you'll get there You'll get there You'll get there Don't give up Don't give up now Don't give up Just two kids, they're pretty much the same as you It ain't necessarily brains or speed you need to see it through No, no, like the little train, that's good If you persist, don't resist, that's good Keep going and trying, oh, I'm not lying And you'll get there You'll get there You'll get there
Um, it's never a message that anyone would take, though. Um, I liked it, yeah. Good. I mean, I mean so, you, you know, that that's what... Uh, one of the things that this show is all about, you know, using your being, trusting your heart, build your character, and follow your passion, and all of that, because weird whatever, stuff. We, yeah, yeah, weird stuff, but we always want you to know, I mean, we're trying to tell everybody your age, and all, all ages for kids, that um, if you have that dream, that don't give up, you'll get there. I think yeah, that, Patricia. Yeah, Patricia did that so well. Patricia, what gave you the um, the incentive to the inspiration to do that? Well, I mean, uh, I think a lot of uh, important to kids is all about you know just just keep on going and and you know teaching children how to become you know valuable members of society. And one very important lesson is not to give up. Not don't quit. Just don't quit. Whatever you're doing, whatever you're trying to accomplish. Just keep on trying, you know. Eventually, it'll all work out. Exactly, and I, I love this. Uh, let's go to uh, Yoda for a second. I love his message in uh, in, in Star Wars. Yeah, okay. yeah. Here he is coming up. Sometimes he speaks too soft. Let's see if we can hear him. You must unlearn what you have. All right, I'll give it a try. No, try not. You. Or do not. There is no try. Do or do not. There is no try. Uh, you know? Uh, yeah. He looks just so, like Albert Einstein. You know that Yoda? He looks like Albert Einstein. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so, so, Cameron, you, you sound like you've, uh, you know, this is of an exciting life. You're racing cars, going to NASCAR, going to the amusement park. What was your favorite ride on the amusement park? Follow like Twist and Shout because my friend and I went on that every single second of the day. You didn't get sick, that. did you? Uh, did you get yeah, sick? I'm very sick. No, I didn't get very sick. No. No. What's your, you know, now that, you know, there's some great summertime kids' movies that, uh, you know, that just leave great memories. And, and one of them was Sandlot. Do you remember that movie? What movie? Sand loss it was about the kids who, in the dog in the yard, that kept every time the ball went over the fence, the dog would eat it. Did you ever see it? No. You, well, you have to tell your father to play that one for you. And that was. Did anybody on the show see Sandlot? No, I never even heard of it. I did. Oh, what a fabulous, fabulous! It's a true story. Um, I forget the actual professional baseball player that uh, and writer. That's the beautiful thing. Not only was it the um, <clears throat> one of the kids became a professional baseball player, but one of them became a great sports writer. And it all started in the Sandlot, where they played uh, ball. In fact, now that I'm talking about it, I think I want to see it again myself. And the other one was Stand by Me. Do you remember that one, Cameron? Did you see that? No. <laughs> well, these are classic. Did, did you see that time, one, Patricia? All the time. Yes, I saw that yes. one. I think I think uh, at least that one was way before Cameron's time. But you know, Cameron, take it out, uh, you know, or or stream it or something because that's a real good one. That was set in uh, school, right? Yeah, and well, what? and also their their adventure in summertime. Um, I think it was written or direct, certainly directed by Rob Reiner, and. Um, 
and, and and of course it you know reflected the times you know those times in the 50s and I think one memorable scene they jumped into a a pond somewhere and came out with leeches all over them <laughs> and uh, the, the panic and everything but uh, great summertime um, you know story with great summertime music yeah you should really sit down with your dad and, and watch both of those those are just great 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 summertime movies. So what else, Cameron? Have you got anything else for us today? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah? Well, uh... Look up, give him a break. I know. Well, thank you for joining us, Cameron. That was extremely exciting. Yay! Yeah, and you know... Ranger, don't just... Someday, Cameron, we're all going to come and see you race sometime. I'd like to see you race. Okay, she'll wait sometime. Have a great day. Hey, how about a little music about uh, traveling and all of that, like you've been doing? I love this. This is a great story of how this group came together, but uh, before we talk about that, let's just just play the song. I've been singing this all week.
Patricia, I want to ask you, you know, we, I, I, um, you know, we have to plug CMN. Why don't you give us a little, um, little pitch on CMN? Okay, CMN stands for the Children's Music Network, and it's an international group of people that are interested in the intersection between music and children. That's really simple. So uh, the membership includes singers and songwriters and musicians, but also parents, teachers, librarians, children, anybody, anybody, anybody who is interested in music and children. And um, it's a, a 25- or 26-year-old organization, and every year we meet. We, we try to meet on uh, different parts of North America. Usually it's the United States. And this year our annual conference is going to be in Leesburg, Virginia, September 19, 20, and 21. And it's the most fun you're ever, ever, ever going to have because people just sort of sing and dance and share and learn and teach and um, absolutely marvelous. Tom, are you going to be there? I'm going to try. I really am. I, I, you know, I'm hoping that uh, things are... You know, turn in my favor to to do that, but yeah, I've, you know, just to to meet, you know, sitting here thinking right now to meet, actually see you in person and give you a big hug and see yeah. Catherine and all the friends and Liz Buchanan and you know Joni Calum and you know uh, Jamie Shaheen and all of those people that have been on the show and doing yeah, this yeah, we we need. So, are you thinking of coming? Did you are you talking to me? Enzo, are you coming? <laughs> yes, we are, Enzo. You're the only Enzo on the show. <laughs> I was playing a little game here. <laughs> yeah, I heard you. Uh, Enzo, Enzo's that kid in class that always got a little distracted, you know. <laughs> <laughs> when, you're, when, when your attention span is less than three seconds. Yeah, you know, you, you do have. Okay. That's one thing. You, you, you know, even when you're old and gray, you got something to say. And you'll never be old and gray, Enzo. Yeah, we know. Uh, and uh, how how much of attention span do beans have? You know, but Enzo, are you coming? <laughs> that's true. Uh, Enzo, are yeah, you no. coming to the conference? To the most uh, most have like uh, five, six seconds. I'm down to three. It's no good. Yeah, Enzo, I think you're down to like a nanosecond. But uh, I will repeat. <laughs> I will repeat the question. Are you thinking of coming to the Children's Music Network conference? No, it might, it might be a fun thing to do. I have to check with the boss uh, to see uh, what kind of a schedule. Hey, you know, Enzo, maybe we should both go. Isn't that a historic area as well? Absolutely. Yeah, you, I thought so. That it might be fun to go. Enzo, oh, that yeah. might be fun. That yeah, might be fun. We both go down. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we take the van and we go down. Take a magic, magic bus. Yes. Yeah. Your, your 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 bean town spoon. It's going to need a big spoon. You might want to bring a tablespoon, and and drive on down, and you will meet like a ladle. <laughs> Made it. Up. Never mind. Um, yeah, you will meet a lot of your the guests that you've had on the show, and make yeah. a lot of new friends. Wonderful, wonderful people. You will make lifelong friends there. Hear a lot of terrific music. Have lots and lots of laughs. They will love you. They will love both of you. Well, that's a great idea. I like this. You know, Enzo, if I had, if we shared, we shared the driving and we got down there, that could be a lot of fun. That's not that far. What, 10 hours maybe? Certainly something to, to think about. It's not a bad drive. Yeah, it's not absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and now, oh, go sorry? ahead. Oh, well, go I was ahead, gonna, Patricia. 
the Children's Music Network is really an amazing resource for uh, other singers and songwriters and teachers and librarians who are looking for more music for children. And in fact, isn't that how we met Tom? Somehow. Yeah, we... Uh, oh, I know. Well, what happened was I, uh, I went online and found Catherine uh, on the, um, one of the Facebook pages, Children's Entertainers, and asked her to be on the show. And then Catherine told me that I should definitely join CMN, which I did immediately. And uh-huh. it's just been amazing. And then I think you and I connected. I saw some of your posts because you, you, it's great seeing you. you you're very active on the posts and um, with some great information and great commentary. So I think I saw some of the things you did, and I, I then we, um, then we connected. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I am a blabbermouth, huh? <laughs> but, but an eloquent one, and always pithy, pithy statements that come out. Um, I like it. Tell me you met you met uh, Patricia in a bus stop in a Cleveland. That's not true now. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, that was another Patricia. Mister Elwell, are you still there? I think oh. Paul may have taken a break, <laughs> but he's red light is still on. Yeah. So Patricia, now that song, uh, end of the line. I yeah. mean, what, what, I want to get a professional. I mean, what I love about what you do, Patricia, is, first of all, you do so many types of music, but, you I mean, when you want to rock it, you and Steve really rock it. And oh. you not only rock it in your, in your playing and your singing, but you rock it in your lyrics. Um, and so what do you think of that, that song? I mean, there's a great story behind that song. But, oh, that, I mean, you write songs with lots of message, and that one just seems to cover life, all of life. Do you know the message behind that song? Well, I don't know the specific message, but I love the the words. You know, it's it's all right riding around in the breeze. It's all right if you're living the life you please. It's uh, all right. I thought maybe you knew there was a story behind that particular song. Well, there's the story behind it is how the Traveling Wilburys got together. Oh, tell us the story. Oh, it's, you know, I always loved that album, and I was always amazed. I, I thought it detracted from it because I almost thought they were like the monkeys, that they were like a synthesized um, oh, no. endeavor, an enterprise to, you know, get some amazing legends, not only stars, but, I mean, legends. I mean, Roy Orbison, George Harrison, Tom Petty, Bob Dylan, um, the other two members, Tom L. something, I forget Jeff his Lynn. name, but uh, who was it? Jeff Lynn from ELO. Oh, that's it, Jeff Lynn, yeah. Yeah, and then the drummer, I forget his name. And uh, oh. what is Jeff Lynn's story? Who was he? He what was the Electric Light Orchestra. Oh, no, he was, oh. Not as big a name as all the others, but they had something magic when they came together. The Traveling Wilburys, that's who we're talking about right now. Um, yeah. It's when the, it's, it's, what, it's a good example of how the sum is greater than the parts. Absolutely. Like, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Because, right. I mean, of course you have the big legends. How can you get any bigger than George Harrison or, or Bob Dylan, right? But then when they came together, those, those five or six superstars, it was really a super group. They had magic because their first album, and I don't really remember their second album much, but it was just magic. 
and that particular song, I love it. I mean, you can just sort of picture exactly what the, the, the YouTube video is. I think they're riding on the train, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and and at that time, Roy Orbison had passed on, and they put his picture in a rocking chair as they they made the uh, the video posthumously from you know his departure, and yeah. you know they had the rocking chair rocking with his picture in it, and they kept uh, you know when his uh, bits in there came on, you know that they, they focused on the chair, but yeah, I mean there was just an amazing love between. It wasn't just. That, that's what amazed me. It was the backstory of it. It wasn't a synthesized thing. It was, and when they when they do the doc, there's a 20 minute documentary on YouTube about the traveling Wilburys, and it starts with George Harrison saying, "What happened here was absolute magic," and he says, "There's no other way to explain it than absolute magic. There was nothing planned." He says, "In no way could you have planned what happened." And he yeah. said, and the story was, is that he was talking to Jeff Lynn, and he said that he, he wanted to um, to record a song the next day. He didn't know what song, but he wanted to record a song. And they said, well, gee, where are you going to go and record it? They were in L.A., and they said, I don't know. He says, hey, let's give Bob Dylan a call. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? I mean, just being in the company of guys who could just say, Oh, let's call Bob Dylan. And they said, they laughed because they said, well, if you call Bob Dylan, you don't even know if he'll pick up the phone for three years. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try, try that my, my next album. I'm just going to call Bob Dylan up. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why and, not? And so they call Bob Dylan, and he picks up the phone. And they said, hey, can we come over and record a song tomorrow? And he says, Sure. You know, sure, come on over. So, <laughs> so they go over, and on the way they said, "Hey, why don't we call Tom Petty?" <laughs> and they said, "Yeah, we haven't seen Roy Orbison in a while." So they call Roy Orbison, and they all show up. And so wow. Bob is kind of like, "Well, well, well, George, what do you want to play?" And George says, "He's looking down on the floor. He's got no idea for a song." And he says, there's a package that just got delivered to Bob's house, and on the package it says, handle with care. Ah. <laughs> and he says, ah, the title is handle with care. And they said, <laughs> great title. Let's, <laughs> let's write a song yeah. called handle, handle with Care. You know, and I think we've got enough time. Can we play it? Sure. Let's play it. All right, here we go. Reputation changeable Did you 
Melon is known as being mercurial. Mercur- mercurial? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You but, know, um, I'm take go ahead. That I have that is, uh, besides nothing venture, nothing gain, is to stay open. Stay open to what the universe is going to be handing you and coming down the pike, you know. I mean, I don't think George had anything specific in mind. So he was just saying, hmm, you know, let's try this. Let's uh, let's see what comes through the universe and and... And, and let's see if we can make it happen. So if we stay open, if all the members of Traveling Wilbury stayed open, they got together and they wrote these fantastic songs, and they were just, uh, you know, open to whatever was going to happen to them. And that's another very important takeaway from your story, and that is, you know, don't, don't close yourself off and don't uh, close yourself off to what, what is possible, all the possibilities. But Actually, back- and... <clears throat> And stay open to the magic. I mean, that was the, throughout all of that, it showed them. This 20-minute, uh, I would recommend a 20-minute uh, video of the story of the Traveling Wilburys that's on YouTube. And it's just fabulous, I mean, because lately when I've been recording and going into the studio, totally unprepared many times, and just staying open, knowing that, but I have to go to the studio. I mean, I have to, I can't say, oh, I don't have anything written today. I can't go there. And it's very... You know, you talk about that, uh, you know, sense of, you know, there is a risk in the sense that you've got this, uh, one of the, I think Stephen Pressfield and many people talking to, to an author, to a musician, to a songwriter, there's nothing more intimidating than a blank page, right? Absolutely. Oh, my God, yes. That's right, because even though, you know, you're not going to lose money or anything, you sit there going, what if I come up short? What if I can't do this? What if I fail? What if there's nothing? Maybe I'm not that good. Right? I thought those things into your mind. Absolutely. But the magic, one of the magic things that happens when you collaborate with others is if you get stuck, somebody else might be able to, exactly. you know, give you a little nudge, put in something that just sparks something within you. And to go back to your question, Tom, what, what did I think about that whole song and what did I think about the Traveling Wilburys in general is that you have all these amazing talents. I mean, each one of the members of the Traveling Wilburys is a megastar in his own right, right? Right. But when you put them together, you know, something magic was bound to happen. And, oh, yeah. Uh, they didn't know what was going to happen, but they sat down and they wrote and wrote and wrote, and then they arranged, you know, so Tom Petty is oh. a dynamite guitar player, so he got to do a lot of the solos, and George was given the solos, and Roy Orbison has this incredible, unique voice, so he got, you know, so that was, that album was a songwriter and a musician's dream come true to listen to, and to tear apart, because that's what songwriters do, right, musicians do, they, they hear something that's fabulous, and then they kind of like dissect it to see, oh, how did they get there, how, how did they make that happen, what made them think right. of it? Yeah, so and, and, you know, you, of course you do because you're in awe and you want to see, what, you know, what, what went on there. And you can only get so far with that because you can never account. Well, I, I'm a big fan of uh, the philosopher, theologian, whatever, um, Alan Watts. And Alan says, you know, he, he's, he's so fabulous. I found him 40 years ago just by flipping through the radio one day. And he's this great, uh, he was this great connection. He was an Episcopalian priest who became a Zen Buddhist monk. And he came back to San Francisco during the 60s, and he hung out with Aldous Huxley, Huxley. And he was one of the big first 
big great gurus, teachers to Americans about Eastern philosophies. And he said, you know, there's a big battle today between religion and belief or philosophies and science. And he says, the one thing that science will never be able to explain is a mystical experience, your personal mystical experience. And I think what, when you watch this documentary, what they went through was a mystical experience. Mm. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, all writers, you know, um, musicians, whatever, you know, what, what, what has been one theme throughout the, all of these shows is everybody talks about that point when something takes over, something Ab- bigger than you. Absolutely. 100%. Call and it, that's the magic. And call it uh, Kismet, call it the songwriting gossip, call it whatever you want to. But it's, Exactly. But it is but, magical. Yeah, well, so and, many songwriters and writers in general will say, you know, my very best work I didn't write. It just came through exactly. me. I was the I vessel. And, exactly. And, and the, what we want to teach everybody who listens to this show is try it. You know, get yeah. that blank piece of paper. You know, get that, get your guitar out get to, and go there. Because as Stephen Pressfield says, in, I, I found no more definitive work than the war of art. He says, unequivocally, it's there. The muse exists, the, the song god, the, the, the book god, you know, the universe, whatever you want to call it, is there. And all it's waiting for you to do is visit. <laughs> Knock on the door, and it will come to you eventually. What, what and when it does, book? the war of art, not the art of war. That was I was going to Sen- say, because that's, you know, what's his name? Lao Tzu's uh, book. Sen Tzu, I think it was, uh, whomever. Um, war, yeah. And, and, yeah, and this is the war of art. Well, basically, Stephen Pressfield, who wrote Bag of Ants, which is one of the all, another all-time fantastic, especially summertime movies. And he says, um, you know, it, the muse exists, and he said that, the difference between the person you are and the person you want to become is a thing called resistance, and it takes all forms and shapes. It takes form of um, fear, insecurity. Uh, it takes care of in, in form of um, people who fall into excesses, no matter what they are. And it's always an excuse, and it's a responsibility, whatever. You'll always find an excuse, but it's, a, it's something that's built into the game of life. And the only way to overcome resistance is to go to war with it by going to work every day on what you love and want to become. And he says if you go to work and you do the work and you, you let go, once you do the work, you understand that the outcome will be something magical. And he says once you let go, he says then you trust. You trust that muse that will show up and your work will get completed. And yeah, I, I, I found that. Yeah, I found that, and you must have found that experience along your journey. Well, I think that somebody, I can't remember who it was, but somebody else was saying, just do the work. That, yep. That's, the, that's the, uh, the key. Just do it. Yep. Exactly, and it's not work if you love it. <laughs> At times it becomes work. You know, I found, I, I, you haven't heard this yet, or maybe you have found it on the Internet, can I play a piece that I find just, uh, we've played it the last couple of, of uh, episodes. It's just fabulous, and I think it encapsulates everything we're trying to say here. Hang on a second. It's, 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 yeah, I think you'll love it. Hey, here we go. Now, of course, people ask me all the time, 
They say to me, what is the secret to success? The first rule is trust yourself. And what I mean by that is, is so many young people are getting so much advice from their parents and from the teachers and from everyone. But what is most important is that you have to dig deep down, dig deep down and ask yourselves, who do you want to be? Not what, but who. And I'm talking about not what your parents and teachers want you to be, but you. I'm talking about figuring out for yourselves what makes you happy, no matter how crazy it may sound to the people. So rule number one is, of course, trust yourself no matter how what anyone else thinks. And of course, rule number two is break the rules. We have so many rules in life about everything. I say break the rules, not the law, but break the rules. It is impossible to be a maverick or a true original if you're too well behaved and don't want to break the rules. You have to think outside the box. That's what I believe after all. What is the point of being on this earth if all you want to do is be liked by everyone and avoid trouble? The only way that I ever got any place was the breaking some of the rules. Which of course brings me to rule number three. Don't be afraid to fail. Anything I've ever attempted, I was always willing to fail. You can't always win, but don't be afraid of making decisions. You can't be paralyzed by fear of failure, or you will never push yourself. You keep pushing because you believe in yourself and in your vision. And you know that it is the right thing to do, and success will come. So don't be afraid to fail. Which brings me to rule number four, which is don't listen to the naysayers. I mean, how many times have you heard that you can't do this, and you can't do that, and it has never been done before? As a matter of fact, I love it when someone says, no one has ever done this before, because then when I do it, that means that I'm the first one that has done it. So pay no attention to the people that say it can't be done. You gotta love it, ladies and gentlemen. You gotta love it, it's gotta be what you are supposed to do. You wanna sing, even though they wanna invite you to Carnegie Hall, you're gonna sing to anybody that listens to you, including singing to yourself. You gotta write, even if no one published your book, write because that was given to you to do. You do what it is you're supposed to. You're supposed to build something, you're supposed to create something. I don't know how to do it. Learn. Do whatever is required. It's necessary. If you want it, you gotta go into action. You gotta be willing to experiment. You gotta be willing to fail and to succeed. You gotta be willing to form and to develop new relationships. It's you, it's on you. You gotta make that happen. Nobody's gonna bring it to you on a civil platter and say, here's your dream manifested. No, it's hard. Yes, it's hard. It's difficult. That's right. And it's worth it. And that brings me to rule number five, which is the most important rule of all. Work your butt off. You never want to fail because you didn't work hard enough. I never wanted to lose a competition or lose an election because I didn't work hard enough. I always believe leaving no stone unturned. Muhammad Ali, one of my great heroes, had a great line in the 70s when he was asked, how many sit-ups do you do? He said, I don't count my sit-ups. I only start counting when it starts hurting. When I feel pain, that's when I start counting because that's what makes you a champion. That's the way it is with everything. No pain, no gain. Whatever it takes, I would do. That's the answer I want to help you. And if you do not see it, and if you do not believe it, who else will? That takes me to rule number six. Whatever path that you take in your life, 
you must always find time to give something back. Something back to your community, give something back to your state or to your country. Remember those six rules. Trust yourself, break some rules, don't be afraid to fail, ignore the naysayers, work like hell and give something back. <laughs> yeah, that's Arnold. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. I uh, somebody else put the piece together, but it had to be Arnold. Yeah, now the more I think of it, it's Arnold. And then somebody in the middle uh, that they slipped another piece in there. Um, you know, don't you know? The guy that was really screaming was not Arnold, but yeah, uh, yeah. two beautiful, uh, beautiful messages. I am running out of battery, so I am going to say goodbye to everyone. Thank and you so much, Patricia, and uh, please come back again. We love having you. Absolutely. Goodbye, Enzo. Uh, Enzo already took off. He's going to a play this afternoon, so he's oh. on his way. And, Paul, and Paul's gone and Cameron's gone, so it's just us two. And thank you so much. My pleasure. Say hi to Bucky and Betty, too. All right. Take care.
August 2nd to everybody. Thank you so much for joining the show. It was a blast. We had the camera and the kid, the professional kid on, and Paul Elwell and uh, Tommy Cussie is Enzo Cannellini, and, of course, Patricia Shee, who is always just um, fabulous to have on. So enjoy this beautiful summer day. Get out there. Have fun. And uh, remember, use your bean. Trust your heart. Build your character. Tell your friends all about the show because we're here every Saturday morning, 10 o'clock usually, and today we started a little early because Enzo had to uh, get to the opera. But uh, our, our uh, Beantown URL is www.beantownpals.com. This, we added seven new videos to the uh, site this week. And, of course, it's uh, Blog Talk Radio, beantownpals.com. So, uh, again, enjoy. Thanks so much. And that's it for this week.